so many secrets in my family and so many things that we're not allowed to talk about. And I'm not allowed to bring this up again. Hello, you're listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 12. Today I am talking to Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for contacting me and being willing to share today. And you are an NPE, right? Yes. And that is all I know about you. So <laughs> I, am, I am hearing the story myself for the first time. So I need you to bring me back to the beginning and let me know what your original family was like and your childhood. Okay. Um, I grew up very, you know, happy family, three kids. We, uh, my father was in the military, so we traveled around every three years. Um, we, you know, it was basically for all intents and purposes, just a regular happy family. I sometimes had questions. Um, I have a younger brother, younger sister, and occasionally people would question whether they were my brother and sister. Was I adopted? I believe at one time, I did ask my mom if I was adopted and she said, no, of course not. And, you know, we just kind of went on our way. So my parents ended up divorcing when I was 18. And when I was 27, the first time I think that I would be considered an NPE was my sister called me and apparently my mother told her that my dad who had raised me was not my biological father that this person back uh, where my mom grew up, her high school boyfriend was, and she was there visiting my grandfather and was introduced to him. And so she decided to call and tell me. So that was following 10 years of um, raw emotion counseling I didn't get any answers from my mother. She refused to talk to me about it. Um, this person who was my biological father um, basically told me the whole story that they dated in high school. My mother ran off with someone who was in the military who was my dad. And he saw me, you know, maybe two or three times growing up when we would go back to visit my mom's family. Um, in the meantime, my dad, who I who raised me, had passed away, and still my mother, you know, through 10 years later, um, we didn't really get along very well. We eventually started talking again, and so that took us, you know, to where we had kind of an up-and-down relationship, but at least we started communicating. So then 
Um, and I was not, as a side note, very close with the person who was my biological father. We weren't, we saw each other, but we weren't very close. Um, so December, 2017, my sister took, um, a 23andMe DNA test and asked me to take it just for fun. And I thought, well, I really don't know much about my ancestry. I knew that my biological father said that we are Scandinavian and that was pretty much all I knew. So I took it and it came back a few months later and I was talking to my half brother, his son, and he said, oh, well, if you want to know anything, we're all Scandinavian. And I was telling my sister this and she was looking on my on our ancestry, on our 23andMe, and said that there was no match. There was no Scandinavian whatsoever. So I looked at it, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there is, like, none. I have all English, Irish, French, German. There's no Scandinavian. So I finally got the nerve up to call up my um, supposed biological father and told him that there was no Scandinavian. This is what my 23andMe test came back as, and he just wasn't getting it. So I finally just stopped beating around the bush and said, I don't think you're my biological father. And of Mm. course he um, was very upset and denied it and said it wasn't true. And I finally got him to take a 23andMe test. So a few months later, it came in. He didn't look at the results. He sent them to me, and he was not a match. He did not match me at all in the ancestry, and DNA matches nothing. So I called him back and told him this. While he did not take it very well, Um, I even went through different people that he was related to, and they were on my list of DNA relatives. I I mean, I verified and triple verified, and my sister was helping me with it, and we just couldn't find any matches on his side. So I also did, at that time, decided to do an ancestry DNA test because he was so adamant that it was a hoax that it wasn't real, that it's just a fad. He went to um, the police department and the lawyers and said that, you know, they all said it was a scam. He told me it wasn't true. So um, I decided to do the ancestry. And basically it came back the same, the same um, genealogy, the same English, Irish, everything like that. And The only difference is that I had a close relative that I didn't have before. And so I ran that person's name up against his name in 23andMe just to see. And she wasn't in there. And he, of course, you know, he didn't take the ancestry. I wasn't going to ask him to do that because I didn't think he would. And she came back as a close relative. My sister also took the ancestry just so I could use her as a sort of a um, like to see who's related to who and on which side and 
and everything. And so she came back at, I believe, right around 1800, which would be half sister. Mm-hmm. And this close relative came back as 1700, like very close. And if you look on Ancestry, it tells you that they could be um, half sister, mother, grandmother, aunt. I mean, it was just, they defined it somehow. And I could not figure out who this person was. I knew it wasn't my mother. I didn't think it was an aunt. So I was confused as to who this person was. I emailed her, um, no response whatsoever. So I went through the list and I noticed there was a few names that were like second, third cousin down the list that also were on 23andMe. So I was lucky enough to contact somebody who happened to be a second cousin to me. He had also taken the ancestry test and I just gave vague information in the email and said that I was looking for a biological father and um, shared where my mother was from. And um, I didn't know much about that. Well, he was apparently very, um, very knowledgeable in DNA genealogy because he had gone through that and he had found his half sister and, and everything. So he helped me out and ended up knowing who this person was. Long story short, she was an aunt. So her brother was my biological father. And his uncle, I guess, grew up with the family or knew them somehow. He reached out to her and she refused to have anything to do with any of it. Didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to talk about the brother. Didn't want to give any information to me. Just absolute dead end. So um, I just kind of thought, well, you know, that's okay. I, you know, wasn't really going to, at this stage in the game, start disrupting people's lives and wanting to meet them. But I had, he was helping me. He had a whole bunch of information, pictures. He found everything. And it turns out he passed away back in 1976. And, but he did have, this cousin did have a whole bunch of pictures. So I, he was able to give me a lot of information. Did you say your birth father passed away in 76? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. He, he kind of went through things and he talked to somebody who helped him and they kind of figured out that he was, had to have been my biological father. They took this woman who she had 1,772 CMs and they just kind of deducted it somehow. I don't know how they did it, but they just kind of went through. He was the only boy in the family and Mm -hmm. just through deduction However they do it, I'm not even really 100% sure how they figure it out. Figured out that she was my aunt, and based on her birth date, I think is what it was, like her birth date and everything, figured out that she would be my aunt, his sister. And so that's how they kind of figured it out. And she, she still hasn't made contact with you to this day? No. No, she doesn't want to talk about it, um, refuses to have anything to do with me or, or she just won't have, and she's in her eighties. And I thought, well, I'm not going to disrupt this woman's life. And so I just 
you know, whatever this new cousin that I have, um, he sent me a whole bunch of pictures and he gave me a bunch of information. So I thought, you know, this is good enough, but I still always wondered, I was waiting for another close relative to pop up or, or something. There were a few second cousins that came up on the paternal side. And whenever I reached out, nobody would respond. So I did see somebody brought up DNA angels. So I don't know if I can mention their name, but um, I ended up getting contacting them and they accepted me into the group and they actually came up with the same exact information that this cousin had. So basically confirmed everything for me. So I knew 100% that he was my biological father, 100% that this other person that thought he was my biological father isn't. And, you know, so that's, that's basically all I know. I don't know anyone else in the family. I know this cousin. I haven't met him yet. We plan to meet eventually. Um, I know him. And that's basically it. Nobody else has really reached out or really wants anything to do with the whole situation. I don't take it personally. I think it's just a lot for people to find out. Well, I am so frustrated for you. <laughs> but but I, I get that. I understand that. Oh, NPEs have a lot of unanswered questions when the birth parent is deceased. And right, right. And I did last last summer when this whole thing came out that who was supposed to be my biological father found out. I did end up getting the nerve to call my mother and said something to her about it. And I, and I was honest, I told her that I took a DNA test. It was just for fun, nothing, you know, I wasn't trying to start any problems or anything. And this is what happened. And she said that she never wants to talk about it again, that he was my biological father. And, and that was all there was to it. And I said, okay. And I kind of washed my hands of it. She refused to talk anymore about it. If she met this guy, I don't know if it was a one night stand, if it was a weekend, if it was a fling, nobody knows. We can't figure it out. There's no, he was six years older than she was. He was in the army. She was 18. We just can't put them together in the same spot to try and figure out how they met and probably never will. Oh, oh gosh. You are an NPE two times over, aren't you? I, yes. Actually, I was thinking, yeah, I didn't realize that until I was getting ready to talk to you. And yes, actually, how weird is that? <laughs> so you went through this with who, first of all, finding out your dad that raised you wasn't your dad when you, did you say 27? Yes, 27. And you're horribly shocked, have to deal with that what everyone, what all of us NPs are going through now and led to believe this and, and start working on the healing with that. And, and, oh, for 10 years, and that's not even your true biological father. Right. Right. And he is in denial, of course, because he's like, well, that would mean that 
my mother cheated on him when they were together. And he doesn't want to think about that, obviously. And I can understand, I can appreciate where he's coming from. However, if you hear other stories, if you talk to other people, at least everyone has given in to, okay, this is what happened. He absolutely refuses. My mother refuses to talk about it. She insists that this other person is my biological father. And the fact that anybody else's is not even in the spectrum of possibility as far as my mother is concerned. Wow. Yeah. That, that strong denial that is just unwilling to even, uh, to, you can't even get an honest answer. No. And I'm not allowed to talk about it. I'm not allowed to bring it up. Her husband knows nothing about it at all. He, he thinks that me and my brother and sister are all, Related 100%. You know, there's no half siblings. He doesn't know that my dad is not my dad. I mean, there's, I'm not allowed to, at least my mother. Yeah, it's just, so I have literally nobody to talk to about it, which is when I started reaching out to different um, DNA groups and NPE groups. And actually, they've been very helpful. And this is when I found out about your podcast as well. It is so unfair when we don't have anyone we can talk to uh, about it. I And I know that's why I'm connecting with other NPEs as well, is I'm finding someone else that, okay, at least you're someone that gets this and I can talk to you <laughs> about this. Right, right, exactly. And it's been very helpful. Um, this new cousin of mine, I can talk to him. You know, we've communicated back and forth. The plan is to meet, except he, you know, he lives in Colorado. I live in Michigan. So, um, you know, hopefully one day we can meet up, but we do keep in touch. Um, it's just, you know, my, my husband is very supportive. I've got friends that, you know, are shocked, and, but also at the same time supportive. It's how often does this happen to any person that, it, you know, bad enough that it happens once, but twice in a lifetime is pretty shocking. Very. I think I'm handling it better this time finding out than versus years ago. I can't imagine, (laughs) but um, it's very hard. It is very hard. And when I initially found out I did have to go to therapy for years because at that time, nobody was talking about it. It wasn't heard of ancestry.com 23 and me wasn't around. Mm -hmm. It, It was just something that, the family secret finally got to me. I was the last person in the family to find out. Yeah. How did your sister find out about, you were talking about the first NPE revelation. Who, who confessed that to her? My mom did. My mom said she couldn't keep the secret. So she told my sister. So my sister and brother knew for years before I did, she went back and was helping my grandfather out after he had surgery And she was introduced to who she thought was my biological father. And they had gotten together for a couple weeks and discussed it and decided to call me up and tell me. So that's how that happened. Are you the oldest of the three siblings? Yes. Yep. And so your younger two, they are full siblings? They are full siblings. To each other. To each other. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And my mother, um, apparently she decided she ran, um, she left to go visit her brother who was in the Navy and met who was to become my father. And he didn't mind that she was already pregnant and went back home, confirmed it and decided that that was the best thing to do. So she left and nobody knew and literally ran away in the middle of the night and left and married my dad who raised me. And they were married for um, 19 years. And then when I graduated from high school, they got divorced. I I don't know if I just heard that right. Did you say your, I'm going to call him your birth certificate father. Did he, he knew your mom was pregnant? Yeah. With another man's child. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, so he also kept this a secret. Yeah. 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 She apparently, she went to visit her brother, met my birth certificate father. They knew each other literally for two weeks. She went back home and for whatever reason, there's different stories, so I don't even know a clear story to say there's different. She has said one story. Um, the person who thought he was my biological father has another story. So whatever happened when she went back, I'm not 100% positive. Either way, she called my dad, and my dad did tell me before he passed away that she had called him, was upset that she was pregnant the person she was with had decided not to stay with her. And she, he basically said that he doesn't, he thought she was nice, knew her for two weeks and said, well, let's just get married then. And he flew her down to see him and they got married. And, and so he knew that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) Oh, yes, that's, I just, Interesting. I really yeah. feel for you because both of your, you know, I've, I've run across a couple of these stories, but it sounds like your, your father was, he also chose to help keep this secret, your birth certificate father. Yes. And I yeah. did, after I found out everything years ago, the first time I did ask him about it. He was very honest. Okay. He said, yeah, he knew. And that's when he told me that, well, your mom called me and told me this. And it wasn't, I don't know if it was a true story. I don't know if the person who really is my biological father was with her and dumped her. I don't know. Nobody seems to, there's so many, there's two different stories. So who knows which is true. Yeah. Either way, um, he married her after knowing her for two weeks and and then had two more children. They had two children together. And then when I found out I was 27, his, my paternal family disowned me because I wasn't related to them any longer. They were cordial towards me, but I wasn't included in family type events. I was no longer a member of the family. So there was, that's part of the reason why I was in therapy was to kind of get over all of a sudden no longer being part of a family anymore, finding out about 
a biological father I had no idea was there. And my dad had died like a year after I found out. So it was very, it was, it was a hard 10 years. Oh, (laughs) that is so sad, especially that the family members weren't including you and, and your dad passing all of that is very sad. It was, it was very sad. And I eventually just moved on and got better mentally and just kind of found my way and um, had my family and so raised my kids. And um, then, you know, last, well, almost two, almost two years ago now, just did a DNA test. I've always wanted to do one just, you know, just because, and like I said before, the person who we thought was my biological father, we aren't very close. He's not big on communication. Um, so we've seen each other like three or four times, five times maybe, but you know, in all these years, it's, it's never been uh, like a, it's not a relationship that we would talk every week or once a month. We would go years without talking and not really a lot of email. Maybe once in a while there would be an email, but there was not a lot of communication. I think mostly, honestly, on his end, you know, I would reach out, but I just don't think he was a communicator, which is fine because some people just are not big communicators. So um, when I found out last year about this new, you know, revelation, second NPE, I was really taken aback that he was so upset that he wasn't the biological father. I figured, you know, we weren't close. So I didn't think there was any, you know, strong relationship. Like we saw each other all the time or lived by each other or anything. So there wasn't a strong relationship that I could say would have him being upset. So he was very upset, which is, you know, kind of unusual that I thought, but, you know, he, I think lives a little bit in the past. Maybe he was more upset over my mother. Yeah. Here he was so upset, but yet he never really, you, you felt he didn't, he never really made the effort with you to, to, to have this relationship that he could have had with you. No. And I, apparently he knew me, he had seen me a couple times growing up. I, when my mom would go back home to visit her family and he knew about me, he just, my mother, for whatever reason, told him not to contact me. So he didn't. And that was always something that I had asked him, you know, why wouldn't you have just, who cares what she said, contacted me anyway. And, you know, hard to say what was going through. I mean, I was a kid, so hard to say, you know, as a parent, you know, what your reaction would be or how you would handle it. You know, I, I don't know. Um, that was just one of the questions I had asked him and he didn't really have an answer other than my mother t- asked him not to, and he didn't. Mm. So, hmm. so it's, yeah, very interesting. I've never heard of anyone else having two MPEs. No, I haven't either. And <laughs> the most recent one, the one that you've definitely confirmed is your true paternal family, uh, you know, that's very painful and upsetting that the, the aunt isn't responding back to you, your messages. I have that 
with my new family, they're not responding to my ancestry messages or my Facebook messages. I've just stopped. I've just given up. And yeah, that's what I've done as well. Yeah, I, what can you do? Uh, but you have, you say, is it a distant cousin or a first cousin that is being helpful and is in contact with you? He is, I believe, a second cousin. Okay. So he is, he actually has given me a ton of pictures of my biological father, of the family. And it's interesting. I was showing my husband some of the pictures and there's a picture of him when he was a kid and my son and they look exactly alike. Oh, wow. Very. So it's very interesting. So, um, I would, I mean, he's got more pictures. He doesn't want to mail them to me. So he thought, you know, if I'm, you know, in Colorado, then we could meet up and which is something we plan to do. You know, I just haven't had an opportunity to make the plans to go. Um, but he has a lot of, um, his family, his sisters, the DNA angels were very helpful. They found out information as far as confirming and, you know, more information as far as addresses for his um, one sister. I just haven't got the nerve up to send her a letter because I feel that I've had so much rejection that I don't know how she would respond or if I would get a letter. I've written the letter. I just haven't mailed it. I see this. Yes. Your poor heart. You've been through a lot. (laughs) Yes. And, and I, you know, on top of everything else, maybe medically, you know, what's your family history for, you know, something like that. So when the doctor says, what's your family medical history, it would be nice to answer all of it versus, you know, some of it, but. Oh um, yeah. That's so, I forgot. Yeah. You can't get your medical history right now. Can you? No, no. no. So I've written a letter. I just haven't sent it. One of these days I might get the courage to send it. I haven't decided. But she would be in her 70s. So whether she would answer or not, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could send it. And if she doesn't answer, I'm no worse off than I am now. True. And this is the same aunt who is not answering. This is a, his other sister. He's oh, got okay. Two sisters. Yeah. The one that's on Ancestry does not has said does not want anything to do with any of this. Um, somebody thought they heard that he had been married, but we can't figure out who the wife is. Um, if, you know, we, um, DNA angels also has looked through marriage certificates. Um, can't find it. We've looked everywhere and cannot find any marriage certificate saying that he had been married, um, later on in life. And I keep, looking on ancestry and hoping that maybe a half sibling because supposedly there was a, he had a child we can't confirm if it was his child. If it was maybe if he did get married, if it was hers, um, nobody seems to know anything At, on a side note, he is buried in, buried in Arlington national cemetery and he had an infant son that passed away that is buried with him there. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, um, that was interesting. We just can't even find a birth certificate for him to see who the mother is, to see other, other siblings. 
I mean, it's just sort of, we keep coming into, we can see something, but we can't go any further. So that was, would have been your half brother as well. Yeah. That would have been my half brother. And you, Yeah. yeah. And you don't know if there may have been more. Right. Exactly. And so I, I look occasionally on Ancestry and 23andMe, like once a month, I might check to see if there's anything new. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. I up an email and I have not received anything new. I did join Ancestry for a month or two just to see if I could find out more detailed information and I couldn't find anything else out. So I've pretty much, I believe, exhausted all my all my avenues of research. Yeah. You, yeah, you have really, you have really tried a lot. And I'm curious, I bet other people will want to know about DNA angels. I've heard that mentioned before. Do you know if that costs money to do that? No, no. Um, DNA angels are, I, someone else had told me about them. They're on Facebook. Um, you have to ask to be, you know, join in obviously, um, just like some of these, cause they are a private group. Um, they are, they work on grants and I did, um, go through them. I heard right from them immediately and they got hold of me after I answered the questions, but there's, it's kind of, it's a room you go to, it's a page you go to, you answer questions and then you can join DNA um, client room if they allow you, you know, you answer the questions and then someone does call you like she called me immediately, asked me a few questions and then I, you know, was able to join and there's lots of people on there, lots of advice, lots of information. They have genealogists that are able to help you. So they help me a lot find yeah. information. Yeah, that, that sounds good. great. I that was good to hear. And yes, they, they have to ask the questions to make sure that we're, you know, we're really NPEs and, and cause it's a private group. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Which was, you know, which was fine. And um, so they, they just asked for a little bit of your stories and they contacted me through Facebook messenger and um, very helpful. They just, um, help you out with your uploading of your raw data. They help you find people. There's a lot of success stories. There's some, of course, that are not. I think there's equal and equal. Um, I did find it very reassuring that um, the last couple of years, you'll see it in the news and on different programs, happy endings. And it was very upsetting for me because I could never find that information or get more information. And it was, um, I don't know, healing, I suppose, to find out I wasn't the only person that couldn't find my biological family or wasn't able to contact them or whatever the case may be. So there's other people. And so it was, it was nice to talk with other people and be able to compare stories and, you know, be a support for each other. Yeah. And your story's still going on. It's not over yet, right? I don't think so. I hold out hope that one day I will get (laughs) a message or phone call or a letter in the mail. And, you know, I always always have hope. 
keep keeping keep hanging on to that yeah i guess that's all you can have in the end but if people would like to hear more about you or or find you how how would they do that and can they do that um yes i'm on facebook um pam ranke r-i-n-k-e and um i can be reached that way okay great Thank you so much, Pam, for sharing today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've never heard a story like that one before. I feel for you. That's I feel it's so unfair what you've been through, and you are just sound so um, still so nice about it. Considering that you here, you have a mother that's alive, and she's not giving you answers. That's very upsetting to me. But I know that's. Um, you know, I can tell you don't want to talk about her in a bad light. And yeah, I, you know, it, it is frustrating. And I wish she would say something. Because at this point, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be upset. I just would love to know just to get some answers. And I just feel Sometimes I feel, you know, I I get a little depressed when I see everybody has their family, even my brother and sister, they know who they are, where they came from, what their parentage is. And I don't have that. And it is frustrating at times. And I wish I had that. Um, I know I never will. You know, I know who the pieces, the people are, the pieces, but the information, you know, I don't have all the information. And, you know, maybe one day I'll find out and, you know, probably not. And my mom refuses to talk about it. And, you know, I have to respect her wishes. You know, I've asked on several occasions and it's either have some sort of relationship with her or have no relationship at all. So I choose to have some sort of relationship you know, we know what we don't talk about and we have other things to talk about. And I have, I just accept that. That's just the best I can do, I suppose. Acceptance. That's, I think that's a great, you know, that's a a great place to be. I'm hoping to get there myself. Yeah. It took a long time. Not going to lie. It took a very long time to get there. And like I said, if I, I, I don't know. I didn't handle it very well the first go round. Um, I like to say this time I had a little, I had many years <laughs> to get used to it and I was surprised, but yet, you know, I handled it. I definitely handled it much better the second time around. I didn't, you know, get upset or freak out or I, I didn't go into a deep depression because initially I did go into a very deep depression. It was very frustrating. So, um, time, time is definitely the only thing I think that helps, honestly. If anyone wants to reach out, I definitely, you know, am a shoulder to cry on and (laughs) I have been down the road and it's nice. It's nice to talk to somebody because for a very long time, I had no one that I could even talk to that could relate And that's, you know, that's very frustrating, too, when nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, this is I feel like 10 or so years ago, they didn't have nearly the amount of groups that they have now and the resources and the TV shows and the books about 
NP is really starting to become more of a a searchable term. You can actually find some supportive resources about it. Now, if only the therapists can get can get some more <laughs> training around. Okay, how, what do we do now with these NPEs? Right, right. Yeah. And yeah, years ago, there wasn't that. So now there's definitely a lot of resources. There's a lot of information. Yeah. Probably therapy. Going to you know therapists now. They're probably more aware and able to help people. Yeah. You know, it's, I think definitely better. And I think, you know, like I said, the only thing that I think helped me was time and just, you know, just getting eventually getting to the point where accepting it. And that took me a very long time. Thanks again to Pam for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. I am searching for more NPEs to share their story, and I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.